Merry Christmas. Wasn't that a wonderful presentation from our CFA Kids Bell Choir? Beautiful music. Thank you so much for Pastor Nicole for leading our children this Christmas. Christmas is the greatest love story that has ever been heard. God looked upon his fallen creation with his love and his compassion for those that he created. And he sent his one and his only son to come and be born of a virgin, to live a sinless life, and to eventually die on an old rugged cross for our sins. You know, John chapter 1 verse 14 says this, So the word became human or flesh and made his home among us. He was full of unfailing love and faithfulness or grace and truth. And we have seen his glory, the glory of the Father's one and only Son. You know, Jesus is called Emmanuel, and that means God with us. What a thought. You know, sometimes we find love in the most unlikely places. We once had these frogs, but we believe that the CFA youth group killed our frogs. We had them babysit our frogs, and we think that they dumped all the food into the tank at once. Now the frogs overindulged, but they probably died very happy. And then there was Nigel, the hermit crab. He lived among us, and somehow he crawled out of his shell. One night he became naked and sick. I tried to give him CPR by holding him belly up in the palm of my hand and doing chest compressions with my index finger. His little arms were stretched out, and each time I pressed, they would move up and down. Despite my efforts, though, Nigel died. My wife says I pressed a little too hard, and I killed him. But that's up for debate. Jennifer had this betta fish named Winnie, and she lived for a very long time. She was a pretty happy fish, living in her tiny little bowl all alone, as betta fish do. But after I upgraded her tank, she started losing her ability to swim. Her belly became bloated, and then she started swimming sideways and sinking to the bottom of the tank like her equilibrium was really off. We tried everything to save her, but eventually she stopped moving altogether, and we had to flush her down the toilet. And then there was Oliver Bun Buns Brown. He was a sweet white bunny that we bought at a yard sale. We bought him, and we brought him into our world without much knowledge of rabbits, but we loved him so much. When he was young, he was so energetic. I mean, one of our favorite things to watch was Oliver do a bunny blitz. I mean, he would run around the carpeted living room as fast as he could doing these laps, and then he would stop, and he would jump two feet up straight in the air. It was the funniest thing to watch. As Oliver grew older, we took out the carpets and we, we replaced our flooring with tile, but he didn't like that very much because he would slip and... He couldn't run as good, so he started spending more time in his cage, sitting in his litter box, which was much safer and more comfortable. He would only come out for special exercise. And eventually, we brought Samuel and Sarah to come home and dwell among us. These were two very energetic kittens. Oliver wasn't overly fond of them, but they were certainly interested in Oliver 
I think he might have been a little afraid of him, even though he was much larger than them. This drove him to stay in his cage at all times. He was alive, but he was no longer living. One morning, Kathy called me into the room where she kept Oliver, and she said, James, Oliver isn't moving. She sounded pretty sad. When I looked at the cage, Oliver was slumped down in his litter box, as stiff as a board. One of his ears was hanging out of the cage, and Samuel, the cat, was licking the rabbit's ear. At that moment, I thought to myself, oh, the kitty's saying goodbye to his furry friend. Others have suggested, no, he was tasting him. We loved that rabbit. From the very first moment, we spotted him lounging on a bench outside, enjoying the sun. We fell in love. And when we noticed that he became withdrawn and self-isolating, sticking to his cage and sitting in his litter box at all times, we became pretty concerned about his health. But there was nothing we could do to coerce him or convince him to come out of his cage. I mean, I tried everything. I tried picking him up. I tried putting treats outside. He just wouldn't come out of his cage. He didn't even want to be touched. But what if I could have became a rabbit? What if I was able to have joined him in his cage and took all of his fears and all of his anxieties away? You know, it seems like a pretty silly little thing to think about, but this is exactly what God in his great love did for us. John 1.14 said, So the word became human or flesh and made his home among us. He was full of unfailing love and faithfulness or grace and truth. And we have seen his glory, the glory of the Father's one and only Son. His name is Jesus. And when we receive him into our lives, his perfect love casts out all our fears and our anxieties. We start to live. We're no longer bound by the cages of our insecurities and our fear of death. Jesus truly comes in, the greatest gift that we could ever receive, and he sets us free, and we begin to live, to run, to blitz. Will you receive Jesus into your heart this Christmas season? It'll be the best decision of your life. I can promise you that. Invite Jesus Christ, God's greatest gift, into your life, and let him set you free. Amen. I pray you do that. Well, right now, let's get ready to hear from our worship pastor, Anthony, as he leads us in a medley of Christmas songs. Oh 
Thank you, Pastor Anthony. That was uh, some great worship Christmas music. I want to share with you something about that Christmas gift that Pastor James was talking about a few moments ago. Let me ask you is that when you receive something that is absolutely life-changing, it is very hard, isn't it, not to share it with someone else? Why is that? Uh, could it be because, you know, you want people to know and those people, you know, they love you and they want the best for you? Or, or however, when we do that, in, in as much as, as that those who love us really want to hear what is going on in our lives, how does that impact their life? Well, it could make them happy because, you know, they, they love us and, 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 and we hope it does. Well, or it could make them jealous. Now, that's possible, but we really don't want that to happen. Or the third thing, it could, well, make them want what we have. And that's exactly where I want to talk to you about this, this Christmas gift that has been given to us. Because we have received the most amazing gift of mankind, and it's Jesus Christ. So here's the question that I have for us on this Christmas Eve or Christmas morning, if you're watching it then, is how do we create a desire in people to want that Christmas gift of Jesus Christ in their lives. Well, it comes very simple by them seeing that very fullness of life within us. And, and, and I can't see how they can't see if we actually really believe that that gift was given to us and we experience that gift and we celebrate that gift in our daily lives. Now, so this Christmas season, and, and, and maybe, let's just say any season in life, let's live a life that is filled with joy. Well, definitely peace and absolutely love. Now, here's, here's something else. And, and by the way, when we do that, did you know that that becomes contagious? People like to say, wow, I want what he has. And, and the, when, when that is going on, I want you to understand that that amazing gift, that gift of Jesus Christ has been given to us. There's two other gifts that has been attached to it. it, it it's like receiving a gift and, and then we open it up and we see this marvelous gift that has been given to us in Jesus Christ. And then there's another gift within that gift. And then there's another gift that is in that gift. Who wouldn't want to have that kind of Christmas gift? You, you see, those two additional gifts that have been given to us is the gift of forgiveness and, and the gift of acceptance. And, and I want you to be aware of that there's no strings attached. There is absolutely no hidden agendas. God, in His amazing love for us, when He sent His Son to come into this world, Emmanuel, God with us, not only was that the gift of Jesus, 
but there was the gift of the forgiveness of our sins, and there was the gift of acceptance. And, and that beauty of that acceptance is accepting us right where we are. You know, we, we live in a world that, that that acceptance is conditional. As long as we meet their expectations, <laughs> that's hard to live up to. And, and then, then we really can't truly be who we are. But it's so refreshing to know that we serve such a loving God that that grace, that love, that forgiveness is unconditional. And that is something that is just, well, it's almost hard to believe, but it is real. So this Christmas season, what I want to encourage you is that as you receive that gift of Christ, wrap it up in God's love, God's peace, and God's joy. And, and when others see that, they, they, would want to, they would look at you and say, well, what is it that makes you so full of life in such a challenging times that we live in? And here, my friend, is your opportunity. As, as God shared with us within His Word the story of Christmas, we could share with others the story of our Christmas joy, Jesus Christ coming into our life, and how it has impacted our lives, how it has brought great joy and great peace, well, and great love into our lives, that they will say, I want that. And here's your opportunity to give them a gift in this Christmas season worth giving. It is the message of God's love in our life and in their life as well. In saying that, could I tell you, Merry Christmas. Share that gift with each other. And as we share that gift with other people, I want you to know that we have on our staff and in the, attending this congregation, someone who does that for a living. And, and that individual is the ex-NFL Minnesota Vikings defensive end evangelist, Reverend Joe Jackson. Joe, would you come and sing for us at this time? Sweet little Jesus boy Made you be born in a manger Sweet little holy child We didn't know who you were Didn't know you come to save us, Lord And take our sins away We could not see. We didn't know who 
long time ago you were born in a manger lord sweet little jesus boy the world been treating you mean you know it's treating me mean too but that's how things are done down here Didn't know it was you. Come on. You done showed us how. And we are a trying master. You done showed us how. Even when you were dying, it just seemed that we just don't do right. Look how we treated you. Forgive us, Lord. We didn't know it was you. This Christmas Eve, as a pastoral staff, we want to wish you a Merry Christmas. But I'm going to have a closing prayer for you. Heavenly Father, I ask your amazing Christmas blessings to be upon this congregation. To every individual that is listening and watching online here, that they would sense the presence of God to fill that room in which they are in. I ask, Lord, that they would sense that your covering would be upon them, not only at the close of 2020, but at the beginning of 21. We celebrate your favor, and we celebrate Emmanuel, God with us. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Now, as a pastor, your pastoral staff from Chandler First Assembly, from our home to your home, we want to wish you a Merry Christmas. Merry, Merry Christmas. Christmas.